0: Hey, live on the internet across the world. How's it going? Welcome in. This is the podcast Builder versus Buyer, and I'm the host Adam Steiner. Um, hopefully there'll be some people jumping on the live stream here soon. We can get some questions, as I've been doing for the last couple months. It's been forever since I've done a live, so. I figured I'd get back on the horse. I really enjoy it. And it's just really hard to do sometimes with the schedule. Um, I'm a sole proprietor. I don't know if you knew this or not, um, but it's just me and my company. And I do all my own drafting, um, do all my own client communication. So if you're not seeing stuff posted from me, it's because I'm busy. <laughs> I'm drawing things. Um, so those of you jumping in on TikTok, do you have questions on the home building process on your floor plan? I just went through a bunch of floor plans this last month. Um, and yeah, any any questions on design, layout? Um, like I said, process, building process. you have any, any questions on that? Feel free to hit me up. I would love to help you out. Um, so speaking of... Um, Things I've been doing this last month. So I had um, did a fundraiser that just concluded um, where I asked, hey, if you want me to review your floor plan, just make a donation to charity in my bio, and then I would do it. So um, I think I had 25 to 30 of them, maybe 24 was the final number, I forget. Um, But a lot, a lot more than last year, which is awesome. Um, Donated over a 1000 bucks, which is, again, very, very cool. So if you watched those videos, if you sent me a floor plan, if you donated, um, thank you. Thank you for doing that. I really appreciate it. Um, that is really awesome. So today I was going to talk some about just some common things I saw in a lot of those plans. Um, and what to look at, what first to look at when you're looking at a floor plan, um, and trying to visualize it, um, Let's see here. What else? Oh, I just got done with a hiking race this last weekend, which uh, we did not finish. It's through the Purdue Outing Club. I've done it a bunch of times now, ever since I graduated college. And um, yeah, we really enjoy it. There's a group of us buddies that go down every year, hike as long as we can, and then quit usually, um, which is usually somewhere in the 12 to 20 hour mark, but a lot of hiking. I'm not embarrassed by that. so yeah um exciting stuff again for those of you joining on TikTok, if you got any building questions got any floor plan questions um throw them in the chat i will try to get to as many of those as possible and let's see here so i was going to get into a couple of things oh also one more announcement sorry jumping all over the place one more announcement i did decided not to do the building show this year um It was very fun, very awesome last year, but the hiking race I just did was like three days apart from the building show. And I would have to be gone all weekend for that hiking race and didn't feel good about basically taking a week and a half off of work to do both the race and the builder show. So I chose the race. Um, If you're at the builder show or know somebody that's at the builder show, want me to follow along, mention that. Um, I am curious to see what's going on there. Um, so that would be really really cool let's see here oh got a comment on twitch and they want promotion of my channel and chat bots oh well sorry i'm not interested um but i am interested in your questions about building um so again if you've got any of those let me know um Like I said, I reviewed a ton of floor plans this last month. I wanted to say a handful of things that pointed out to me in those. Um, One was a lot of wasted space in hallways. Um, There's a way to use hallways tactfully uh, to separate rooms and give relief between spaces. Um, But, a lot of times I will see hallways as just a waste of square footage. Um, really throwing away square footage because you felt like you needed to get to one space from another space. Um, got sent a plan recently where there was a hallway entirely around the kitchen. I'm like, ah, there's probably a way to chop that up a little bit better um, and not have to waste all that square footage um, in those hallways. Because it's, it's easy when you're hand drawing it. It looks kind of nice to have hallways everywhere. And then you add up the square footage and it's 800 square feet bigger than what you wanted to be. Um, so yeah, I, I would say that is pay attention to hallways. Another thing I saw a lot in plans. Well, one thing I would just ended up commenting a lot on plans was just door swings, um, door swings, switch locations, just think through that stuff. Um, both doors are open, do you want it swinging that way? Do you have enough room between the edge of your door and your countertop? Um, Is that gonna feel right? Like just, if you're buying a floor plan or um, paying an architect or designer or drafter to draw it up, look at everything like that. Um, Pay attention to all of it. It's not just magically gonna work. And sometimes it works out great and sometimes it doesn't. Um, Yeah, it's really rough when it doesn't work out great. um, That is never fun. Let's see here. Um, What else did I see in plans? Um, A lot of big bump outs and jogs and plans that I think will be expensive to build. Um, Just the plans where um, there's a courtyard in the middle or it's a big L or a big U like the pictures of those can look fantastic. And if you can afford it, I'm not here to be like negative Nancy on that. Like if you can afford it, do it. But I think a lot of people get into the situation where they think, um, they can or want to afford it and then get pricing back. And like, that's, that's the first thing to cut. Um, so yeah, I saw a lot of plans like that. um, I saw one where I think the kitchen might be too big. Um, it was like 26 feet wall to wall with cabinetry all the way in there. Um, like the sink was on one wall and the fridge was on the opposite end, 26 feet away. And I, I think that's a little much, I think it's going to (laughs) be frankly, kind of annoying, um, to walk all the way from that one end to the other. Um, so my two cents um see oh another thing i saw a lot a lot on plans actually was the front door entering right into the main space it seems like the foyer or formal foyer traditional foyer um, or entryway is kind of going away um and i think I'm torn on this. If you're building in a subdivision, I don't think it's a great idea. Um because whether that front room ends up being your dining area or it ends up being like a living room area, um I think both scenarios can be really tricky um for for the layout because if you're living in a subdivision, that people will come to your door often and you're not that far from the curb. Um, So to have the main core living space, whether that's your main family room or your dining area, um, like main informal eating, I don't mean a a formal dining room. I mean, informal eating space. I saw those two rooms up front a lot in plans. And you're just right there. If somebody comes to the door and knocks or one of your kids' friends comes over and you're eating dinner, everybody's Right there, staring at them um there's no relief, no space there, so I think if it's a vacation home or you're on a lot of land and just your interaction with um with the street and guests is much more planned um I'd say it could be great layout, and I've seen a lot of vacation homes that are really, really neat that way with with the privacy and everything, but if you're not on a site that has great privacy i would I'd be reluctant to do it um. So there was a number of them where I I encouraged the people building to put a jog in somewhere um, to make that room um, even have a sense of relief. Even if it's very subtle, but um, just have a sense of separation of space. So yeah, that's the two cents there um hello tiktok let me know where you're watching from if you are watching um on the live channel um let's see here the last thing i thought i saw just a little bit alarming in a couple plans was the structural situation wasn't thought through well and if you're hiring a a drafter or architect just ask questions about that um Hey, this looks to be a big room. What's your plan on spanning this? Um, you don't have to be an expert in it, but if you're, if you're sensing they don't know, or they have no idea, um, then yeah, it's, it's just gonna cost you money. Almost everything is possible to span structurally. Like think of the Golden Gate Bridge or whatever the longest um, bridges in the world. Like it's, there's an engineering solution to almost anything, but how much do you want to pay for it? If you're getting beyond the, yeah, uh, it's tough to say exact numbers, but if you're getting into like the 30 foot spans and things like that, yeah, ask some questions. Um, it can be tricky. North Alabama. Um, I see BBQ in your screen name as well. So screen name, I'm, I'm showing my age by calling that a screen name. (laughs) So, um, if you do make barbecue or um, yeah, I would, I'm, I'm a big barbecue fan. My sister lives in the Austin, Texas area and I make her take me to um, barbecue joints down there. Um, every time I go salt lick is the personal favorite, but um, just about all of them are good and better than I can get here in Indiana. So pretty pumped up by that. Um, let's see here anything else going on in life um anybody in the chat got any questions on their build um or running into issues with their floor plan um sometimes i'll fill the silence with singing (laughs) so for those of you listening to the podcast you're welcome Let's see here. Um, one other thing that I'm noticed in the floor plan reviews um was just the hallway widths. They seem to be all over the place. Um, and I don't think many people realize or think about how wide um they want their hallways. So code minimum 36 in most places, but check local codes. I draw almost everything at 42 to 48. Um, if I want something really elegant feeling and it's a, it's a bigger home and I can afford the square footage, I'll go up to 60, but not usually much wider than that. Um, I got the, my, our, my barbecue guy says five feet wide. So yeah, five feet is a really great hallway size. I rarely draw them that wide, honestly. Um, especially in the two-story homes when there's like a lot of hallway square footage upstairs, um, can really eat into it, but Again, it can feel really elegant if done if done right. But that's yeah, going back to what I said earlier, it's really um nice to have um minimized hallways so that if you do want to go wider, you're not spending a ton, a ton of square footage on that. Is it common to be charged by underbeam versus heated floor space? Um I'm guessing um so under beam being are they saying we're charging you per square foot based on everything that's under a beam um in the home so including porches and garages um and stuff like that versus a pair per square foot price of the heated floor space um yeah i that's a little uncommon i'll say so most of the builders i talked to and I've worked with hate the price per square foot question because you know how many um what's the price per square foot of your car is what I often hear uh counter to that like there's so many features and finishes that can change there's literally no ceiling on price So so many features and finishes that can change the pricing number so it gets tricky um what I will say, though, is in either equation, whether your builder says, let's just pick $300 a square foot, whether your builder says it's going to be $300 a square foot for heated floor space or $200 a square foot for under beam area, um, they have calculated all of that space. So they're if they're saying heated floor space and you have a giant garage, they're going to add some into that number for your giant garage. Like they're planning on some sort of garage in that price per square foot number. And if you go way above that, they're going to add some, they're planning on some exterior finished area, whether that's a front porch, uh, not exterior finished, but exterior um, improved area, whether that's a front porch or rear deck. And if you go above and beyond that, they're going to charge you a little bit more. So builders have a way of figuring out this stuff. Um, I will say it's, it's rare to be charged under beam square footage. Um, But I think in the end, the equation is probably the same. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully that's helpful. Do you design zero energy homes? So I've yet to design a net zero passive house. Um, Anything to that standard. Um, I would love to love to. I haven't had a client that's um, really wanted to drive in that direction yet. And I mean, part of it is because I haven't done it yet either. Um, so I don't have that in my portfolio. Um, I follow a lot of the the crew that you know of, the Matt Reisinger and Steve Bezek and um, that gang on Instagram. I'm actually reading, where is it? I'll hold it up here. One second. I am currently reading pretty good house. <laughs> These are both mirrored. So you, but you get it. You can figure that out. Um, this is an awesome book. Um, and so if you want like a crash course in, I, I like their approach in like, we don't need to every home to be energy. Perfect. Let's make them, we can make them a lot better with simple steps and just paying attention to the right things. Um, and so, yeah, they're, they're really close to net zero, but I don't say they would promote like every home needs to be net zero zero energy home. Um, but this is a great start for a crash course in building sections at work dealing with, um, warm side and cool side of walls. Um, uh, your vapor membranes and the air barriers and all that stuff just wrapping your head around all of it um this is a great start so i would highly recommend it go buy it they're not a sponsor but i'd love to have if anybody knows any of them i'd love to have one of them on the podcast i should reach out sometime um what state am i in i am in indiana um i've done most of my work in indiana and minnesota um, but Thanks to things like this podcast and TikTok, I've gotten work in Arizona and Utah, Colorado, um, yeah, a bunch of states. Um, working with some clients now in Massachusetts and Ohio. Um, so yeah, very Missouri, did one in Missouri. Um, very exciting day and age where we can do all the Zoom stuff, all that, and have fun. Um, so yeah, let me know if that answers your question about the zero energy homes. Um yeah. Let's see here, just checking the chats. This is something I can say because I'm a podcaster <laughs> or something like that. Um Let's Let's see, trying to think of other things I saw in floor plans. Had a lot of remodel floor plans sent to me. I don't usually do remodels. Um, Remodel work is is tricky, Um, especially to do remotely because I'm not there to measure or anything like that. Um, So it can be tough. Hey, Hyperfine Architecture's on. Howdy, friend. It's been a while. We should we should talk soon i've been super busy and i owe you some stuff (laughs) but um yeah if you don't know hyperfine architecture check him out awesome guy um do you include lighting in your floor plans yeah good question a big picture question you should know exactly it's a good question to ask a builder what should be in a floor plan and then also ask your architect drafter designer hey what should be in this floor plan um So what are you providing for this floor plan? Yes, I do include um, a lighting. So what I would call an electrical plan. Um, So that has lights in every room and also shows uh, switches and outlets. Um, I don't typically show a low voltage plan. And I've actually got this question a lot recently too. I don't typically show any plumbing plans or HVAC plans. Um, I know as you get into the higher end more custom, they might have, um, they might have, engineers that specifically work on projects like that and design it out um typically it's designed on in the field but i feel like my job is to is to make sure it all works um so make sure there are room for plumbing drops to get into the basement and venting to go up um especially those bigger three inch lines for things like toilets um and then for HVAC, make sure I've got a, a grasp on the whole system. Where is the ducting going? Do we need chases? Um, where is the main trunk going to sit? Um, usually want it nestled up to that main beam so it's running clean in the basement. Or you know, do we have floor trusses? We can put it all up there. So it should be thought through, but I don't necessarily provide it um, in drawings. But yes, I do provide lighting um, and electricals. Um, what are your thoughts on concrete panels for home sandwich panel tilt up or cast in place? Um, I don't know that I've worked on a concrete panel home. Um, I've seen panelized construction, which is your walls and everything is basically pre-assembled in a factory and you get a crane on site and um, then put the walls together, kind of like a Lego set. Um, And then I've done a couple homes with ICF. So that is, um, so a concrete panel I assume would be precast, whereas ICF is uh, cast in place. So ICF blocks, it's basically two edges of insulation. um, And then the middle just has, uh reinforcing connecting those and um holding the block together so then um you set those blocks wherever and then pour the middle with concrete um i think icf is a great system um it's a little pricier than timber frame construction but um you're getting obviously a very very solid house and then there's um yeah the insulation factor which is great um, and you have no thermal break you need to worry about there either because you have solid insulation both ways. Um, so yeah, that can always be nice. Um, yeah, sandwich panel. I haven't heard the phrase sandwich panel. I'm going to Google it now. Can you hear my really loud keyboard? I just built a keyboard, which I'm going to do a video about that because I am love, 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 um, the tech side of doing this stuff—it's very, very fun for me. Um, but yeah, I've had a number of keyboards already through the through the years, and so. But sorry, derailed, tangent. Um, yeah. So sandwich panel walls. Um, I don't think maybe there's a different name for it. I'm not aware of but it's possible I haven't done this type of construction. Um yeah seems cool though after just a quick Google. Um but ICF seems to be a lot of what people want to go with um because it's readily doable and um pretty pretty straightforward. Um from a drawings perspective it's not that hard to work the um all of you can just get basically joist hangers that fasten the joist to everything and then sometimes you need to embed a beam in those walls or or something but it's not too tricky um so your walls are thicker your square footage will be bigger because you measure square footage to the outside of the home but yeah easy peasy anybody else got a question you want to jump in on question about building home design floor plans. Um, did your builder say something to you that confused you? Um, and you felt weird asking them in that moment. Um, do you want to get into the drawing of homes? What is the minimum size of a master bath for a shower and a tub? Um, Let me see here. So, shameless plug warning. um, I actually sell on my site a room layout guide, like basically a floor plan starter kit. Um, So, what this is um, is basically my standards for both the biggest and smallest rooms. Um, Not biggest, but um, you know what I'd show in like a luxury home, and then what I'd show in a more know more affordable or economical home um for both a tub and a shower you could probably go smaller than this so my guide has basically 10 by 9 um that's with a five foot shower and a five foot tub six foot vanity um yeah you could probably squeeze a little square footage out of that um but that's typically the smallest i show i don't love squeeze, squeezing square footage out of places like that especially primary baths um unless you have like a really big need to or you're, you're trying to build something very very concise you know extra small square footage or something like that um but if you wanted to go smaller than that i my first reaction would be like okay let's remove the tub instead of just making all the clearances smaller um so yeah but check out the link if you're on tiktok check out the link in my bio if you want to learn more about that room layout guide so good question um follow up to the concrete panels they are t mass panels concrete with extruded poly in the center oh so that sounds like the inverse of a um icf wall um Yeah, so ICF being insulation. Oh, but this isn't, that is concrete. Concrete with extruded poly in the center. Um, seeing mass plywood panels as well, so two layers of plywood with then the um, insulation in the middle. Um, how does it work? To, another question here. How does it work to draw plans for handicap accessibility? Is that extra to do. Um no, I wouldn't charge extra for this. So there are a lot of codes <laughs> and things that go into this. Um so I'm not I'm not selling a service of this home as fully ADA compliant or anything like that, but just um I know enough to get you in a home that will work for those situations. So um, Yeah, but I wouldn't charge extra for it. Um, We would just bake it into the design. A couple of things um, that have stuck out to me in those designs. and I have a builder who um, I work with whose uh, wife has a disability. Um, And so, um, yeah, he recommends this to a lot of his clients, because he's like, you know what, nobody plans for this stuff. And then it happens. And, you know, you might as well build your house in a way that can work with a lot of these things. So, and really, it's not too, too much to do. So I show all three foot doors, um, especially into that primary bedroom area, um, primary bath, laundry room, all the exterior doors are 3.0. And then one thing he does is just a really gentle slope up that front porch and then pour the front porch threshold, um, the front porch basically at the front door threshold. um, If you're doing like a concrete front porch, a little more steps in construction to get something like that done, but not a big deal. The tricky one is steps from garage into the house. Um, The easiest way is a slab on grade home you don't have any steps, um, just a threshold for the door. I've seen some where there's either joist hangers on the foundation, so the um, floor system sits only a couple inches above that garage floor, and then you can do a ramp easily into it, or we'll do like a reverse, basically like a reverse brick ledge, almost like a running beam pocket all the way to the foundation, and then set the joist into that. Um So those are a couple systems we've done to lower it. Yes, you can just do a bigger ramp in the garage. Um, It can get pretty long though. I think, I believe the slope is one in 12 if memory serves correctly. Forgive me, it's been a little bit since I've done one. Um, But yeah, so I would recommend trying to get that main floor as close as possible to the garage floor um, because yeah, the the ramps can really eat up space um, if that's your goal. Hey, Builder Brigade jumped on. What's up, Dennis? How's it going, man? Um, yeah, building tips. Anybody else got any questions? Thank you for all the TikTokers that have been asking those. Hopefully, this is helpful for you. Would you recommend spray-in-place foam insulation? Um, So there are two types that you commonly see, open cell and closed cell. Um, I believe closed cell is the one that has the really high R value bump. Um, So yeah, I would recommend spraying in place the foam. Um, The only reason I'm kind of hesitant on it is because there's a lot of good ways now to get really good insulation systems. Um, and spray and foam is one of the more expensive ones. There's, there's nothing that replaces its R value per area, right? So I think spray and foam is like R six per inch, where most of the other stuff is between like two and a half and three and a half per inch. So you'll need a bit thicker wall to get to that value. But what you could spend in spray foam, you could easily have bought T studs for and have a better thermal break. Um, and yeah, somebody just commented. Rockwell, Rockwell is awesome. Um, that's a great system too. And you can even ex- install that like on the exterior to get your thermal break. Um, so yeah, there's a there's a lot of systems I think to get a really great insulation value. And that's again why I'd recommend a book like this um, because you want to think about the system as a whole. Don't just look at R value per inch, and think like that is the best because there's so much that goes into um, a high performing home and managing airflow and especially managing moisture. So there will be humidity; it's probably going to get into your walls unless you have a great system to deal with it and keep it out of your walls. Um, but you should definitely plan all this stuff and just put spray foam in the walls. Um, kind of messes with that system so you really need to to account for it because um, closed cell foam I don't think it's it allows any air or vapor through so then vapor will be sneaking through the studs and your walls and stuff so could get a little tricky but um build a brigade this is sorry this is mirrored it is pretty good house um some architects and builders wrote it um, has great building details for um high-performing homes um and really breaks down the whole process for you of, of thinking about this whole system um so yeah like i said i would recommend it um give it a read even the, the pictures themselves are probably worth it um yeah that answer your question on spray foam yes back to the rockwell wool. rockwell wool is is great that's a little bit more expensive than the like traditional Insulation stuff, but way less than than closed cell foam would be. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a few years since I've priced some of this stuff, but I'm pretty sure that's still a more expensive option. What was the name of the book? Pretty good house. Pretty good house. Y'all should get it. Worth a read. Cool. Anybody got any other questions? We just passed. Thirty minutes, so I'm probably going to wrap up soon here. So type really quick on your phones and tablets if you have a last minute question. Um, yeah. Um, let's see here. Do I have any notes to close? Check out roomlayoutguide.com if you want that floor plan starter kit. It's great if you're drawing a home. Um, want to draft something, even if you're hiring like a designer or architect to draw your home and just want to check some of the stuff to see um, if their layouts are close to, you know, what I would draw or um, if you're starting out in like architecture school or um, drafting school. Um, yeah, that could be really good for you question here will you be attending the international builders show no i won't um sadly i'm not going this year i'll probably go next year i really enjoyed it um i had another event the weekend before that um i mentioned earlier but um for those of you on tiktok um this is a podcast that i record it's called builder versus buyer so if you missed anything you can come back um You can come back and listen to it there. Get it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever. Um, Looking for ROI for my investment. Any thoughts on heat pumps? Um, Heat pumps mean a lot of things. So, technically, um, yeah, uh, a heat pump could be um, typically you see them. A heat pump is part of a bunch of different systems is what I should say. So heat pumps, um, you need one for like a geothermal system. You also need one, um, air source. Okay. So that would be, um, I'm blanking on the name right now. Um, like a mini split system has a heat pump on the exterior. Um, I think it's a great system. Um, as long as it doesn't get too cold in your region. So I've heard, um, I forget what the temperature range is, but like, we can't do them up here in Indiana or where I designed in Minnesota. It just won't work. You need, um, at least we did need. So gas fired furnaces, um, to keep up with the like below zero degree temperature. Um, cause the, the heat pumps won't work in that. But if you live in a warmer client climate, it can be great. Um, especially those like wall mounted units Um, they're really energy efficient Um, so yeah Um, but the heat pump is also part of a geothermal system I wouldn't really recommend geothermal just I think there's geothermal is really expensive and you could just get a solar array for less than the geothermal system and then it's free energy instead of paying to pump water around yeah they're really efficient and they're more efficient than furnaces than like gas gas fired stuff but um for there there are a lot of work and expense too um at least when we priced them out again this is over five years ago but they're in the you know 30 to seventy thousand dollars range is what forgive me <laughs> geothermal people if your pricing is nowhere near that i just screwed you over um How long is the wait for the floor plan review meeting? Uh, It shouldn't be long at all. If you sent me a request, I missed it. And I'm so sorry. Um, So yeah, I have time next week even if you wanted to jump in on a floor plan review. Um, So yeah, if you have a floor plan and you want me to review it, um, I do those often. Just check out the link in my bio or go to my website, burnhamdesign.com. All right. Any last questions before I get out of here? Thank you again for joining and interacting and asking the questions. And yeah, I think we're going to close up shop. All right, everybody. Have an awesome night. Hopefully it won't be so long till my next live. We'll do more of these soon. All right. Peace out.